The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin-Shu-Chu It's a mouthful Alright, alright, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer of SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. On the line is my co-host, AJ Abelgarth. What's up, man? AJ, we got you? Hmm. Cannot hear an AJ. Hello? So, hey... What's up? Yes. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I barely, I can barely hear you. But um, can you hear me now? Yeah, kind of, man. Uh, you sound Hello? a little far away, but I think you're okay. Uh, anyway, man. Um, tonight we got a lot to talk about. The injury bug. This is hitting us hard every week, man, and it wasn't any different this week. Um, so we will get to that. There's more. Ezekiel Elliott news and whatever, just craziness. Uh, we'll get to, obviously, our week seven, you know, sleepers, busts, defensive streams, that kind of stuff. So, um, without further ado, let's get rolling here. Um, teams on a bye this week. We've only got two. Is this because of the Miami – was this the week that they were going to be on by? Yeah, potentially. I feel like they were later, though, but – Were they week eight? No, they were supposed to be this week. Was it? I feel like – I don't know. I mean, the NFL's done it before. We're, like, right in the middle. All of a sudden, they're just like, oh, we're only going to have two teams on by this week, which makes no sense. And then they'll have another week where there's six, and – Whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't quite understand why they do that. I'm sure that uh, I always feel like there's a, a way to get around it, but you know, I don't make the schedule. I'm sure it's complicated, but it just seems kind of crazy. Um, yeah. And next we'll, week we, we do have, have six, six, and week nine we have six. So I feel like this would have been a four, I don't think they would have had eight teams on bye week eight. So I feel like this should have been the week that they had their bye. But um, I don't remember. All the websites I'm looking at have already moved Miami and Tampa up to week one in their in their articles. So, oh, wait, I just found one. Yeah, week – no, week yeah. seven would have been one, two, three, four, five, six. The hell would they have had their buy? I have no idea. This is crazy. It should have been week seven. Week eleven. Because every so we would have, week, week eleven. Week eleven. So we would have had another six, another week with six teams on buy. In week eleven, had it not been for the move. So, okay. I, Interesting. So they randomly this, just did two weeks in week seven. This, I don't get it. I thought it was week seven too, but I'm noticing that it's it's not. But anyway, such is life. We've got Detroit and Houston on by this week. 
I mean, you're losing Watson, you're losing Stafford, you're losing Marvin Jones. You're not losing Golden Tate because he would have lost him anyway. Um, obviously, he's injured. Um, I don't know, Lamar Miller, Hopkins, that's a big one. So, I mean, you're losing some firepower. Um, yeah, Will Fuller. You know. Yeah, Will Fuller, the uh, the touchdown machine here. Um, yeah, but um, I'm going to – before we jump into the rest of the football news, I want to say – so basketball has started. Tonight is like the opening night for 90% of the, 90% of the league. Um, we had the two really big national premier games last night. We had – I think it was the rematch of both the conference finals from last year. Uh, so we had Cleveland and and Boston, and then we had Houston and Golden State. Um, I know probably nobody listening cares a whole lot about it, so I'm not going to get into it too much. But I'm going to say I do want to mention, man, I feel for Gordon Hayward. Dude, that was a that was a gruesome gruesome injury. That was nasty. That reminded me of like the Joe Theismann like ending of his career type of broken leg. That was gross, dude. Did you see the pictures or like the the repeat the replay of that? I saw like a couple of replays, but his, I don't know if I just didn't get the good angle on it. Or what? His but foot was definitely turned the wrong way. Yeah, it was it was gross. I mean, foot just completely the wrong direction. He was looking straight. His toes were pointing to the other foot. It was gross. Um, <laughs> so, needless to say, he's done for the year. Um, I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. You just have to hope, you know, he pulls a Paul George after his gruesome fracture and can come back strong and and be, you know, close to the same player he was. You know, I, I think we can all agree that Paul George isn't quite as dominant as he was, um, whether or not that's age and everything else. But, you know, he, he just, I don't know he just wasn't quite the same. So um, you got to hope he can come back and, and be strong here. But, you know, this, this just means Kyrie Irving is going to be a, a better, a better pickup here um, for those who drafted him. And I luckily did in our draft. I just kind of winged it and just took him in the second round for some reason ahead of some other pretty notable point guards like CP three and stuff like that, who, I think I hurt last night. It doesn't sound very serious, but uh, I know he's he's already banged up. So, I don't know. Just something told me I want to take Kyrie. I just felt like he's going to, you know, he has, he's got something to prove this year. So, I think he's going to go balls to the wall every night and just try and score 30. So, figured I'd uh, take a shot there. So, yeah, Gordon Hayward done for the year, man. That That's a, that's a, and that was within like the first, 10 minutes of the game too. I mean, it was such a bad way to start the season. Um, just overall. Um, anyway, back to some football. Um, or what order do I want to do these in? I know you just listed all these things down. I don't know. I want to get this one done. Ezekiel Elliott. I have no idea. 
He's going to play. At this point, I'm not – I'm guessing he's not going to get suspended at all this whole year. I'm I'm done with speculating the fact that he's going to get suspended. I'm not just going to say he's not going to get suspended, and I want nothing to do with Alfred Morris or DeMarco Murray, Darren McFadden, whatever. Um, it just There's no point in having them. They're going to be useless unless there's an injury. And – I mean, do you tend to agree at this point? I mean, do we really want to talk a whole lot about Ezekiel Elliott anymore? No, I, I don't really want to talk a whole lot about him. I, I just think – I think he will get suspended. And, and I don't – I mean, just it, it's just such a ridiculous back and forth. Like, if I were him, I mean – well, it's hard to say that because, you know, you, you don't want – to have this tied to you, but it already is like you've already basically been written off as guilty in the majority of, uh, eyes looking at this situation. Um, Mm -hmm. unless they're cowboy fans, I mean, you know, they're going to fight to the, 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 you know, bitter end and say that he's innocent and the, the proof is not there and this and that. And, And I do agree with it to a point, but, I mean, it's already damaged his reputation at this point, but suck it up. Just take the damn suspension now, get it over with like your team. You're not helping your team with, with all this outside noise and, and distraction. And, and you really haven't played that well as it is this year. Anyways. I mean, talk well, about Zeke, Zeke slump. Has, but well, Zeke's still been, Good. Not as much as last year. Uh, I don't think anybody thought he was going to do what he did last year. But you know what I hope happens? I kind of hope that he doesn't get suspended until, like, teens. Because then guess what? Cowboys, if they make the playoffs, he's not going to be there for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is the Redskins fan talking. You're an Eagles fan, so you probably don't – you probably would – be thrilled with that too. I would love for him to like them to make the playoffs and then just lose Ezekiel Elliott in the playoffs. Goodbye Cowboys. Oh, and you didn't get a, a good pick because you know you had Ezekiel Elliott the whole year. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I just think he should suck it up, take the freaking suspension, and just stop dealing with this nonsense. I mean, it's getting to the point now, too, though, where, especially in fantasy, if this keeps dragging on and on and on, like, Zeke is going to be potentially gone during the playoffs for you. So, you know, you could get all the way to the playoffs in your your league, but then you'll lose Zeke because, yeah, you're right, he's being stubborn about it, and he keeps filing injunctions and things like that and getting them getting a suspension overturned. I don't know. It's, it's a mess. I, I'm, I can't even speculate. Um, when or if he's going to get suspended, it's just nonsense at this point, in my opinion. So we will move on. Um, other top stories. 
Andrew Luck, if you haven't heard yet, has suffered a setback. And look, at this point, I'm just going to say drop him. I have him in one league. I held on to him. It was the league that I ended up having to draft Dalton in, and then I've streamed QBs since week one. Um, somehow I am 6-0 and in that league, and I even lost Dalvin Cook. So I have no idea how I'm doing it. I'm, I'm scoring a lot of points. I'm like second most of points. So it's not like I'm just getting super lucky. Um, but, you know, eventually my luck's going to come to an end which not no pun intended there because I do own Andrew Luck in that league. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to drop him though. I, I can't do it. I know Tyrod is sitting out on the waiver wire. I've got Phillip rivers. I think I'm just going to roll with those two for now and just hope that some, somebody in our league, somebody in my league drops another quarterback. Cause that's how I got rivers. Um, you know, with bye weeks coming up, I'm hoping somebody gets desperate and just drops a because everybody in this league has like two quarterbacks. Um, there's one team that has three, but their third quarterback is like Deshaun Kaiser. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah. This is partially why I'm 6-0 and in this league. There's quite a few people that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, it, I'm dropping him. I don't think there's any reason why you can, ho- why you should hold on to him. Yeah. Do you agree? Or, I mean, let's even IR spot, right? I mean, if you have an IR spot, I'd, I mean, and and it's a keeper league, then possibly. Oh, yeah. But a keeper league, obviously, you got to hang on to him. Yeah, you know, dynasty I mean, keeper leagues because you probably drafted. Especially, it's like a first year keeper league. You probably drafted Luck so late that you get to keep Andrew Luck for next to nothing. So oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah, and like a redraft league, just toss him aside. I mean, even when he comes back, I mean, what can we expect from him? I don't think we can expect much out of him. I mean, and and honestly, Jacoby Brissett's been decent. I mean, Absolutely. he's not great, but I think that he's been, like, serviceable. I mean, much better than Scott Tolzien. I mean, it, it, that's where they turned game one, and obviously they realized that was not happening. So um i i just kind of felt like this was coming anyways that it was just always going to be he wasn't going to play this year so you know i just stayed away from him completely i had no interest in him i mean he's he's talented when he's on the field but i don't know yeah. i just i've never I only... never really bought into the whole allure of andrew luck well no look he's a he's a fantastic quarterback especially for fantasy when he's healthy and he plays. Um, and I look, I only drafted him because it was sort of a desperation play. You know, I've said this before. It was the end of like round nine. I'm looking at, I'm at the end of round nine. Like I have the 12th pick. So I have the end of round nine. I'm looking at like five quarterbacks at the beginning of that round and going, okay, there's only like two teams that have, that need quarterbacks still. They'll take theirs. I'll get my, pick of the rest of the five that or the other three that I'm okay with at this point yeah not just those five go there are six quarterbacks that go before me at that point and I'm looking at the end of round nine and beginning of round 10 going oh my god what just happened and so I like panicked and took Dalton and then I went I've got to back that up with something better and I just 
took a chance on luck and was hoping he was going to come back in like week three or four. And I, at that point I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll be two and two at best, like three and one while I'm sitting here at six and oh, and going, man, if luck could just come back and like, I, I'm six and oh, I'm likely to win three or four more games and make the playoffs. Right. So if luck comes back and can be good by the time playoffs start, like, be back to Andrew Luck, I'm sold. Like, I'm in solid shape. Now it's not the case. You know, that's not the case now. I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm thinking about offering some trades out there. There's a bunch of guys. Like, the teams that have good quarterbacks seem to have two really good quarterbacks. There's not a lot of teams out there that have, like, one really good quarterback and then, like, one mediocre guy. Um, so, I don't know. I think I'm going to throw out some trades and hope that I can get somebody, you know, maybe package rivers and like a, like a wide receiver two or something for like a, a solid top eight guy that I can rely on all year long. You know, I don't think I can go after like Brady. I don't think I could even go after like a breeze. Although the guy who owns breeze also owns Winston. So I don't know, like maybe he would do that. It's a weird league, dude. Um, so I think that's kind of your only your only thing, you know. If you if you own luck, I think drop him. If it's redraft, and just hopefully you've been able to stream and manage your team to this point to where you're not totally lost for the season without him, like me. But uh, yeah, not good news for luck or or the uh, Colts. So. In good news, we we talked about Adrian Peterson being traded last week, and we we both were like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I guess take a shot on him, right? Like, why not? But I wasn't – I certainly wasn't very high on him. You know, the Cardinals' run blocking has been atrocious this year. Um, but, dude, they look like the best running team in the NFL this past weekend. I mean, Adrian Peterson – Holy cow, 134 yards and no touchdowns, uh, or two touchdowns, I mean. Uh, that That is crazy. Um, where did that look like Adrian Peterson from two years ago? Um, I mean, that was, that was quite the performance. Uh, I mean, most of it was in the first quarter, though, so I, I'm not I, – I don't know. I still – I'm still kind of not believing in the hype that oh AP is back. I mean, are are you buying into it completely here? Yeah, I mean, I just traded Michael Crabtree for him in another league because my running back situation was atrocious, and well, yeah. I had so, so much depth at receiver. Yeah. But no, I mean, I was definitely on board with the trade for last week. I I felt like it was a good situation for him to get into. Um, you know, it was an offense that was lacking any kind of semblance of a running game and was completely one-dimensional and getting shut down in that lone dimension. So having a power back like that, that, yeah, I mean, I get it. He's older. He's not the exact same, you know, Peterson from, from his prime, but at the same time with all the different injuries that he's faced and faced early in seasons, you know, I feel like that's kept him somewhat fresher. I mean, you always have to worry about that 
becoming a, a you know a new thing now with well he's got the injury history okay well he's also got a ridiculously insane track record of success you know aside from being injured so um i just think he's a special player and and i definitely like him the rest of the way until dj comes back um but I mean, who yeah. knows what's going to happen with him? I mean, that's he. We may have another luck situation here where he has a setback in two or three more weeks, and then he's deemed out for the rest of the season. Well, now Arizona at least has somebody that that they can rely on, and that's going to get them the running touches that they need. Um, you know, I think we we both were on board with Ellington being that passing down back and. You know that that pretty much maintained as well. I mean, Peterson didn't have a single reception in the game. I I didn't check to see if he had any actual targets, but you you almost no, don't need to have any. I don't know if he did, but I'll say this um, for those of you who are like running and and because Ellington didn't do anything. I think he's like no, he had what one catch maybe. Um, he didn't do anything, but man, that, that game, that game got so out of hand so quickly, they didn't need to pass the ball like they usually do. And that to me, that's why I'm like, okay, let's, let's pull back a little bit on the AP hype and the whole Cardinals are going to the Super Bowl hype. And, um, and because I mean, Game flow isn't going to go like that every week for the Cardinals. They're not going to get out to what felt like a thirty to nothing, like lead. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. They just, and it was like the first quarter. I mean, oh, they, they definitely opened it up quarter. early. So, so you know, they, uh, I mean, they abandoned the run. They abandoned the little like screen plays and little dump offs and things like that. That that's where Ellington comes into play. Now, to say Ellington stock does not get hurt because. When they didn't have AP, his little screens and his little swing passes and his little dump offs right over the middle, that was almost an extension of the run game. So, yes, I do agree with people saying that his value is lower, but if there's nobody else good on your waiver wire and you're just going to dump him just to dump him and get another junky player, I wouldn't do that so quickly. I would hang on to Ellington and maybe see if a little bit of the offense comes back um, down to earth and you know even more than that like maybe you know AP isn't going to be this AP every week so they are going to need that extension of the run game a little more than this like I think I think the the offensive line and Adrian Peterson were so hyped up and so ready to just prove everybody wrong and they did um, kudos to them, but I wouldn't go dropping him quite that fast. So I don't know. I mean, you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't drop Ellington yet. I would see what happens. Um, you know, it was a down game for him because of the game flow, like you said, and, and I don't see them <sighs> – jumping out, you know, that early and not having 
you know, the, the opposing team have any firepower. I mean, the Rams are a good team. So I don't, I don't think that it's going to be the same setup this way or this week. Yeah, I don't either. Um, all right. So let's move on here. A lot of injuries. Um, I mean, I just split this up. <laughs> I don't want to talk the whole time here, so we'll see yeah. how this goes. Uh, obviously, the big one, dude, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, holy cow. Um, I, I Broken collarbone. I mean, they're not officially calling him out for the season yet, but it's – I mean, he's not coming back. It, it, I, it, it's very unlikely he comes back at this point. Um, so obviously I would be dropping him in redraft leagues, uh, guys you're looking at, you listed a whole slew of quarterbacks. Uh, I got rid of some of them because they're just garbage and there's no, 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 no way. Um, unless, unless that you're like, unless Flacco is literally your only option, you're not picking up Joe Flacco, right? Like, no, there's other guys much better than Joe Flacco to pick up. So, well, guys, first of are, all, I did not list Flacco as an option. I don't remember. I don't remember who you put that. on there, but you put, you put some other really crappy player. Oh, oh you put uh, yeah, Cutler put was on there. You put McCown. McCown. Like, no, 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 no. So the guys that I left on there. Number one, you look at Brett Huntley. I kind of like this kid. Um, I think. He's going to have his turnovers. He's going to have his, you know, unexperienced mistakes. But, I mean, the weapons are there for him. I mean, and he didn't play terrible. He should have had two touchdown passes in the game. Yes, he had, what, three picks? Um, Yeah. But he should have had two touchdown passes. But Ty Montgomery, like, caught the ball – turned and like didn't fall to the ground correctly or whatever that bogus crap is that they do now. And um, so, yeah, that was a touchdown that was overturned. So first and foremost, I think you look at Hunley. Now is he your best option? That's whoever is available in your league, but you know, guys that are probably right around him that I, that I look at, you know, Tyrod, you have Dalton here. He's kind of at the bottom of my list of all these guys. I just, yeah, I, I don't guy. really like, Dalton, but yeah, Brissett's an interesting one. I like him. He's he's matchup dependent though. Um, yeah, very matchup dependent. And then Golf, he's matchup dependent too. You know, I think Tyrod probably has the lowest, the the highest floor of all these guys because of his running ability. But he's got the worst weapons. I mean, with Clay and Matthews both out, although uh, we'll get to this. Matthews actually did practice today. He was cleared to play, cleared to practice. He's not cleared to play. Um, so I don't know if he's going to suit up, but, you know, Matthews could be coming back. But, I mean, Tyrod with his running and ability, you know, he's been kind of getting it done even without really anybody on that team to throw to. Uh, he still has McCoy, so that's got to mean something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot out there. I mean, you might have to just suck it up and make a trade. I know the person in my Yahoo League, um, kind of pissed at this trade, actually, I don't really like that it went down this way, but um, she's a, or the other person is like a Brady and I forget who their backup is. It's a fairly solid backup. Um, they, they traded Brady to the Rogers owner for Jordy Nelson. Um, and I'm going, 
really? You'd give up like the number one or number two quarterback in fantasy for a receiver who is hopefully going to keep wide receiver two status, in my opinion, going forward. Seems like a weird trade. Whatever, though. It's not yeah. like, totally bogus. It's it's not uh, awful, yeah, but I don't, I don't... I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I would have probably rather targeted someone other than Jordy if you wanted a receiver, but I mean, Brady hasn't. Well, that's been that's her great. best receiver. I tried to throw her Rivers, and I knew it was gonna. Be, I knew it would get turned down, but I was hoping she'd counter with like one of her second or third receivers, and I would probably would have taken uh, it. But you yeah. know, I shoot, I shoot high, and then hope everybody comes down. But it, I guess people don't think that way in fantasy. But uh, I, I think, yeah. I think she, I think she got a great deal. I think she got arguably the better end of that deal. And her team's solid. She's four and two, and she only lost last week because. Rivers went out in the first quarter. So, um, yeah, Rogers. so that's Rivers. Yeah, Rodgers, thank you. Rodgers went out in the first quarter, so she got, like, nothing out of him. So it's hard to win when your quarterback gives you, like, nothing. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, looking at a tough situation there, I mean, I guess my question to you, you know, how does this affect – like, what what do you think the effect on – Jordy and Adams and Cobb and Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones and Martellus Bennett and things like that. Like, what do you think is going to happen to their value going forward? I mean, I think it definitely drops them down a notch because Hundley is such an unknown and, you know, he's not going to throw three interceptions every week. If he does, he's only going to be the starter there for two more weeks. Um, and they're going to find something else to, to put in there. But, um, I mean, Green Bay is going to still push to try to make the playoffs. They're going to push like Aaron Rodgers is coming back at some point. But, yeah, I mean, these guys, their value definitely takes a hit. And it sucks because I, I own a lot of these guys in multiple leagues. So, you know, but at the same time, it's like if you rush out to go and try to trade them, people are going to only offer you nickels on the dollar. I feel like, because, you know, unless they're this person who looked out and got Brady for Jordy offer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, Um, look, I'll be honest. I was hoping she was going to run scared away from the green Bay offense and I could take advantage of it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, any good, Look, any good fantasy owner should be trying to finagle deals like that. Like whether you think they're fair or not, I mean that's you. It's a it's a little bit of a mental game too. Like you don't know how the other owner thinks. You've got to test the waters. So I was yeah. testing the waters with, hey, I'll throw you rivers. I had Breeze. I don't, you know, I didn't need another quarterback, um, but I don't yeah. want to rely on Rivers the rest of the season either. So I, you know, I decided to give, you know, I didn't want to give her Breeze. So I offered up rivers and it didn't work whatever um, yeah no i mean i like i said i feel like their value definitely dips they're still going to be productive because the other way to look at it is well maybe they won't take as much of a dip because green bay is probably going to be playing from behind now and they're going to have to start throwing the ball so montgomery then takes you know a bit of a hit but I mean, I feel like he's probably, well, I don't know. I don't know who I the like worst beneficiary is. Here. 
I think everybody yeah. gets knocked down like a tier from where they were. And actually, I you know, I kind of wonder if if guys like see, I just don't know enough about Holly to like know if he likes to throw the throw down throw the ball deep or if he's just gonna like chuck down. Because if he likes to check down, I think Cobb gets a boost potentially, especially in PPR. Um, I think Adams would lose because I think Adams is more like their downfield guy at this point because Jordy's just kind of older and he's not really he's not really catching the deep balls anymore like he was. Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a wait and see. Um, that's obviously not the answer. You know, people are looking to hear with us, but, you know. But, if I, you know, if I had to give an answer, I think everybody just, just kind of knocked down a peg. Like, Jordy goes from wide receiver one or two. Adams goes from low one, high mid twos to, you know, to low twos, high mid threes, and Cobb's in that three, four range now. Probably more four, you know. That And Bennett, in my opinion, is off the radar. Like, you shouldn't yeah. be owning Bennett anymore anyway. I think people that were owning Bennett were just oblivious to the fact that he isn't good at, isn't a good tight end. And Rogers and Green Bay, they just don't use their tight ends. Everybody, everybody always looks at like Green Bay's tight end and goes, "Oh my God, Rogers is just going to throw throwing the ball a ton." No, when has that ever happened? (laughs) Yeah, there's like two games every year that he uses his tight end. Good luck figuring out which two those are. Uh, So yeah, I'm not. I'm not loving the the Green Bay. I mean, look, I still I still think they're going to be fine. And look, I mean, I was going to trade for Rodgers or Jordy. God, why do I keep doing that? Um, <laughs> Jordy, because he would have been an upgrade at like, of at like my wide receiver three. It's not. It's not anything I was going to trade like a breeze for because that would have hurt my team in the long run. But oh well, um, we've spent a ton of time on 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 Rodgers here, so. Let's move on here. Another quarterback, Jameis Winston. I don't know what to do here, man. Um, he's got a shoulder injury. He got knocked out early in the game. He didn't come back. He was trying to warm up. They didn't let him back in the game. They're saying he's going to be fine, but he's not practicing right now. So maybe he – I think if you own Winston, I think you got to go get a backup option. You know, you got to look above. I don't think you're making a like a heavy-duty trade because I don't think it's going to be out long-term. But, um, you know, that's what we do there. Trevor Simeon, he's got a shoulder injury. He uh, he did return to the game. He's not playing very well, though. Like, I think if if you were owning t- Trevor Simeon, like, I wouldn't even mind dropping him for some of these other options that are, are, are on the table right now. Um, Leonard Fournette, sprained ankle. I guess they're getting more tests done. They're, they're saying he's going to be fine and that he's going to play but it's not a guarantee yet at this point. So, I mean, this would be a huge blow to owners because he's been arguably the best running back in in football this season overall. I mean, I know we've all talked about Hunt and Gurley, but I think he's actually overtaken both of them um, in fantasy scoring. So it's, he's been a monster. Um, Chris Ivory could be like a real quick desperation backup option. Uh, I mean, we all know Chris Ivory's not very good, but you know, if 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 you're just gonna try and play the waiting game with Fournette, uh, then I then I think you could do a lot worse. 
Um, Lower end guy here. You probably don't care about this, but Sharkandrick West, he's got a concussion. He is not going to play. He's already been ruled out. So, um, again, you wrote on here. Is anyone actually starting him? That'd yeah, be a negative. I, I don't even. So no. So no. I don't no, even that know. would be a big fat negative. Um. Um. Yeah, and then a couple other receivers I wrote down here. Um, I got Stefan Diggs. He did not play on Sunday. I feel like that was a fairly late scratch. Um, uh, he got scratched over groin. the weekend. I think it may, okay. maybe it was Friday or something. Like him and Bradford got ruled out at the same time. But I do remember seeing it being like, damn it. Because I, yeah. I own Diggs in like two different leagues and had to scramble for backups. Not scramble, yeah. but like my backups clear and as good as Diggs when he's healthy. Um, yeah, but so he didn't practice today either, so... He, uh, yeah, he's out with a groin injury or was out. He's claiming that he's going to suit up this weekend, but you got to keep an eye on his status. I mean, it may turn out to be another later, you know, scratch issue again if they don't feel confident he can go. And even if he does suit up, uh, you know, Ravens defense has been pretty decent this year, so it's not a great matchup for him. Um, you might want to look look elsewhere. Uh, Demarius Thomas uh, and Emmanuel Sanders both had injuries in the the Sunday night game. Um, Sanders Thomas already, went down. Yeah, he's yeah, he's Sanders out. Already out. Um, he he has an ankle injury. He didn't return. Um, sounds like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, Thomas had a lower leg injury, but he did return and. Um, also had some x-rays. Sounds like he's going to play this week, but might miss a, a couple practices here or there or some practice time, practice in limited capacity, whatever. So Benny Fowler is the guy to be looking at there. Um, he did kind of come out of nowhere in week one and got two touchdowns against the Bolts. So he could have another good game. Um, but, you know, he, he's kind of a, a waiver wire reach guy if you're if you're desperate. Uh, Tyreek Hill uh, is in the concussion protocol. Um, at this point, when I was writing this, his status was still TBD, but they're playing tomorrow night, so I wouldn't be surprised if if he didn't pass. But on the same token, I believe it was uh, it was Zach Ertz maybe for last week's game that we were talking about, um, and he ended up being okay to play. Um, so, I don't remember yeah. now for some reason. Yeah, I don't remember either. But um, I mean, I know Kelsey, but he maybe it was Kelsey that I was thinking of, but that wasn't a Thursday game. So whatever, I don't know. Um, either way, keep an eye on Hill. Uh, DeAnthony Thomas gets a boot boost there. Um, Albert Wilson potentially, but he's dealing with his own knee issues, and he was out last week as well. So. Uh, Got to just track that status. I'd potentially just avoid that situation altogether as well. Uh, Golden Tate, who Joe mentioned earlier, had a shoulder issue, did not return to the game. Um, you know, luckily they're on the bye this week. Um, yeah, they've already Marvin said he's Jones, multiple weeks. Yeah, Marvin Jones is the obvious pickup fill in there for, you know, starting next week. And, and I wrote down Darren Fells here too. I mean, he's he's had – 
a bunch of touchdowns, I think three touchdowns in the last two weeks. So he's kind of becoming a, a go-to target, um, especially in the end zone for, for Stafford. So keep an yeah, eye on him as well. Yeah, the guy I would look at there is, um, is, is if uh, Galladay can return from injury. Yeah. Uh, I think he gets a massive boost. Uh, that, that's the guy I really think could could step up here. Um, but realistically, yeah, I do. Kind of looking elsewhere because Marvin Jones is likely owned everywhere at this point, so you're not really going to be able to grab him. Yeah. Um, uh, last receiver I got listed here is uh, Brashard Perryman. Uh, he also got a concussion. Um, I, I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would assume that once you get deemed as having a concussion, you have to go into the concussion protocol. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. So. Correct. Um, I mean, right now his status is still up in the air. Last I saw on it, um, you know, again, tough matchup with, with the Vikings. And I just, you know, you, you talked down about Flacco. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, but his receivers are the same way. I mean, Mike Wallace showed up for a couple weeks after, of course, I dropped him, uh, and, now he's nowhere to be found again. And Perryman's just the same boat. The guy's never really turned into what they thought he would be because of injuries. And, right. you know, here he is injured again. So um, on the defensive side of the ball, we've got a couple couple guys to mention. Not not really big. Um, well, the first guy, Luke Keekley, uh concussion protocol. Uh, he missed – the last six games of last year due to concussions. He's had at least two concussions in the past two years. I mean, this is a big blow to the Carolina defense. I mean, he is their general and they, they suffer when he's not on the field. Um, You know, you saw them get beat up pretty good against Philly last Thursday. So I I think that uh, that's definitely going to hurt them. Something to keep an eye on if you own that defense. Um, I mean, they'll they'll still be playable, uh, but certain matchups he may want to look elsewhere if he's going to stay out for longer than than expected. Uh, Patrick Peterson um, from Arizona, he had a quad injury. That definitely bodes well for for the Rams receiving core if he's out this week. Um, and and Arizona's on a bye in Week Eight, so maybe they will let him rest and see what they can do without him uh, and just get him 100% healthy. Anthony Barr, um, I wrote down here, karma smacked him upside the head for injuring Rodgers. He's literally got a concussion. So um, he was having a good game too. I mean, injury to to Rodgers aside, uh, you know, you you never want to see someone go down regardless, but you know, eye for an eye comes in, the revenge factor comes in. So I'm sure there's a lot of happy Green Bay fans, you know, not happy that, that somebody is hurt, but just that the guy that injured their quarterback is now out as well. And then Glover Quinn, um, ESPN listed it as a brain injury. Uh, he took a knee That's to the helmet. Terrible. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it seemed like it would have just been a concussion, but it's like they literally called it brain injury. He took a knee to the helmet while trying to tackle uh, Alvin Kamara. 
and then he never returned to the game. And it was his teammate that hit him in the head. So, again, Detroit's on a bye this week. You know, he, he's been pretty solid for them uh, and, and in IDP league. So, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, you can't. You can't forget the defense. Um, you know, it does, it does make a difference, and especially for DFS, you know, when you're looking at trying to find mismatches and, and, and value plays here for offensive guys. Uh, but quickly updating some injuries that were, you know, hanging over from last week. You know, Mariota played, so no big deal. So Muhammad Sanu uh, practiced today, so, you know, he could be on his way back. Um, Ty Montgomery, uh, I think. Did he get re injured? Yeah, but oh, I feel like uh, he re injured something and I missed the news. That wouldn't I wasn't surprised me. He he didn't um, do much. I know that yeah, I mean Green Bay in general didn't really do much, but he he only he only had like thirty six total yards or something, I think. Total, maybe less than that. Yeah. He finished I that mean, with three point six points for my Yahoo team, so However, he got that. I don't know, but it was disappointing. Yeah, I feel like he got he got banged up though, but I, I could be wrong. But I mean, he does. I don't know. He does not look as explosive as, as Aaron Jones, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just start like phasing him a little more out. And you know, somebody said I forget who it was in our in our uh, Slack site that we have for the writers. Somebody said like I wouldn't be surprised if he turns into like the new James Starks. I was like, man, that's spot. That is spot on. Because like, think about it. He's a receiver. I mean, that's what James Starks was. Yeah. Um, he was basically the receiving back. So it's actually pretty good. Uh, Charles Clay, uh, he's not going to return this week. It sounds like. Do Sam Bradford? I feel so bad for this kid. He. He. Uh, they're now saying it could be a career-threatening knee injury. Like, what the hell happened? He left that Saints game, blew up in that game, and then it was just like, oh, my knee hurts. And it was like, what? And now, I mean, dude, I mean, we saw him two weeks ago. He looked awful. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he wasn't good been, at all. He, he should not have been in that game. And, uh, I mean, not, I mean, it just – I mean, it's gotten from bad to worse for him. I mean, you got to feel bad. But strangely enough, Teddy Bridgewater – they keep talking about him. It sounds like he's going to return um, to be able to practice. Who knows if he'll actually get activated this year? I'd be kind of surprised if he does. I just, I mean, with how gruesome everybody said that injury was, you know, they were talking about career ending for him. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to keep an eye on this one. I don't think I'm rushing out to pick up Bridgewater in any, you know, normal leagues. Keenum's been playing decent. I mean, there's no other way to say it. So I think they might just ride him. Uh, Terrence West still dealing with the calf injury. He's probably out. Bilal Powell, strained calf. Keep an eye on that one. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. And same with Devontae Parker, another ankle injury deal. And he's not, you know, he hasn't practiced yet. Quick waiver wire recap here. You know, we talked about the quarterbacks. Um, Running backs. I mean, Perrine's still out there, but do we really care anymore? I mean, obviously they just, He's just not getting it done. Um, and you know, Rob Kelly might be back this week. Uh, Chris Ivory, we already talked about. Orleans Darkwell, dude. Like, 
Hello. You know, we tried to we tried to tout Gallman for a couple of different weeks here, and it's just been the Orleans Dark Horse show. So I yeah. was lucky enough to get him in one league this week, and I'm not going to use him because I have better running backs, but, I mean, I just grabbed him because why the hell not? If he's going to rush for, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown every game, I'll take it. <laughs> um, receivers, you know, you put down Marvin Jones. I, I, it's is his percentage low enough that he's out there? It just feels like it shouldn't be. That's, um, well, that's what I was, that's what I was basing these on uh, initially. And I, I listed them out as, how did I do it? I think I did it by like supposed to be highest percentage. I'd be whatever. Percentage was low enough that he wasn't owned in like, at least 70% of leagues. I mean, Marvin Jones should absolutely be owned in a ton of leagues, 65%. So, yeah, yeah he's 65 so That's pretty luckily, high then, yeah. Luckily, luckily, Marvin Jones, most likely Marvin Jones is not owned or in, not available in your league. But if he is, the, now it's time to go get him. Aguilar, yeah. Um, Benny Fowler is an interesting one with with Sanders out. I think you already mentioned him. There's another guy yeah. I was thinking about. Oh, you know, Jordan Matthews was probably dropped in a bunch of leagues because he's been horrible and he has a thumb injury. So, like, if you have room to stash him in case he doesn't play this week, like, he could be somebody who could be potentially, like, I mean, him and Tyra seem to finally start looking like they were creating a connection. Uh, and then he got hurt, so... I don't know. Yeah. He's kind of a desperation guy. There's not a lot on the waiver wire this week, honestly. Tight ends, you know, if Hunter Henry is out there for some reason still in your league, absolute must pick up because, you know, he's finally getting the job done. Uh, Zach Miller has been decent. Darren Fells, like you mentioned, touchdown machine. I mean, me and um, Keenan were doing a bunch of – because we were trying to figure out if we want to pick up a backup tight end in Scott Fishbowl. Um <coughs> Or if I want to pick up a tight end, it's got fishbowl. Uh, he was helping me do some analysis on, you know, the tight end. And uh, it was between Seth Diwali and Darren Fells. And Darren Fells is getting a lot of red zone looks. So that's, you know, what you're talking about there. And then Austin Hooper, you know, he, he's going to be hit or miss. But, you know, tight end's pretty bad this year. So totally don't blame me if you're going to go pick up any of these guys. Just a hope and a prayer. Um, yeah, I mean, Hooper's been good the uh, past few weeks, though. I will say that. He's got a couple of touchdowns. Seems like he's getting more of the target share. Now, granted, that could be because of Sanu being out again last week, and that, you know, was what we said before. So I feel like we, you know, kind of hit that right. But maybe either that or it could be a combination of that plus Atlanta's finally realizing, you know, shit all right let's let's do it you know let's get this guy the ball he's producing with it so you know yeah. Arizona Atlanta needs to do something I mean they just you know yeah I mean Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan and the whole Atlanta offense has been disappointing this year big time way way worse than I thought they'd be like I, you know we all knew they would take a step back but man they've just been like average at best um so this week they get New England. So man, if it doesn't happen this week, I think it is definitely time to drop a Matt Ryan if you have him in your leagues. Like every single quarterback except no, no, even Josh McCown 
has thrown for over 300 yards against the Patriots this year. Matt Ryan does not do it. If Matt Ryan did not, yeah, no, you did. If Matt Ryan does not do it, I'm dropping his ass in every league I own him in. I, I, except for my dynasty league, because you just can't do it in those in those deep leagues like that. But if I own him in a redraft league, done. He's out. I'm not owning him anymore. I'm picking up anybody else but Matt Ryan. It's just it's clearly not meant to be this year. And he went back to Mr. Average, uh, Matt Ryan. Anyway, let's move on here. Week seven, um, highest and lowest scoring fantasy game. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to say it's going to happen. Matt Ryan's finally going to figure it out against the Pats. And this game, Falcons and Patriots, is going to be super high scoring. By the way, I called the highest scoring game last week by a mile. But it I was know, I saw not that. because of the offenses. Holy crap. Nope. What? 90 points and Drew Brees was like the 15th best quarterback last week. If yeah. that. I was like, Terrible. why? What? Michael Thomas was awful. Like, it was all pick sixes and fumbles and punch returns. And, man, the defense has cleaned up. That was totally wacky, man. Like, I don't even know. Um, I haven't seen anything like that in quite some time. Uh, lowest scoring game, Jets and Dolphins. I don't know. I mean, the Jets looked halfway decent last week, but, I mean, that has to be because of New England, right? And, you know, we kind of called it. I mean, you, you said McCown. I think I said, like, Robbie Anderson is my sleeper yeah. receiver. I don't even – and I don't remember if Anderson actually did anything, but um, – you know, Anderson, Anderson did better than Curse. I think I called Curse uh, and McCown. Okay. And McCown, like I said, I nailed that. I, I, I was worried about it because I was watching it towards the end of the game. I was like, damn it, he's only at like more. 220 or something like that. It's like, come on, man. I need, I need this call. And then you see he, that uh, Jenkins non-touchdown? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, was no. the worst call Some ever. Did you, hear the expla- did you hear the explanation? Oh, it, they, so the explanation is anything. that the explanation is that like Okay, because he was a runner, um, and he lost control of it, he had to have full control all the way to the ground. But because when he landed on the ground, he was out of bounds, he then becomes out of bounds at that point. But because out of bounds was at the inside the end zone, it then becomes a touchback. And I'm like, what? Who makes up this crap? Like, just give him the touchdown. Yeah. Are you like, kidding me? I went, out, I went out to lunch on Monday with my coworker, and we were watching, you know, we were, we were in the bar area with all the TVs and stuff, and, and I, I didn't it wasn't on the loudspeaker, but I could see Matt Barry, and I know you hate Matt Barry, but I don't he hate was. Him. I just think he's not as. I just don't. I, I just don't think he's very good at this anymore. I just. Or, yeah. I think he's. I think he's a better marketing guy and a, you know, he's a great fan, face for the fantasy industry, and everybody knows who he is, and that's and that's fine. That's who he is now. But I, you know he. 
I don't think his rankings are all his that good. His information's not he, as good. Yeah. No, I mean that's not what he so, does anymore. Like you know, that's not his role anymore. He's he's, well, a, face. he's, he's a marketing guy now. Yeah. He, he's he, always he said he's a company cool. man, and that's what he is right now. He's he's out there, you know, getting known and ESPN, you know, I mean, more airtime. I mean, he's the reason why you and I are even doing this today. I mean, oh, like, absolutely. I mean. <laughs> The fantasy industry was nothing before Matt Matt Barry. So, yeah, you know, but anyway. not to knock him. I'll give him a round of applause. So, yes. So anyway, Barry was absolutely losing his mind over this call, and and I couldn't Everybody again. I couldn't him. hear it, but it had the the captions on, and I was trying to keep up with them. But he was just so animated and just going. He's like, "This, it's so inconsistent every week." The only thing that is consistent is the inconsistency of, of the refereeing yep. in the NFL and blah, blah, blah. It was so spot on and, and hilarious. All of the, just like I said, animated movements. Cause I mean, I agree with him and, and he's so passionate about it because it's true. It's like, what are you guys doing? You, you have the people in New York that you brought in to review uh, replays on top of the other schmucks on the field who were reviewing the replays and you can't figure it out if it goes to New York and they say this, that's what it should be. They should overrule the people in the game. I'm sorry. Like, you got it wrong. It's wrong. It should have been a touchdown. I don't care what kind of BS excuse you want to come up with for it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all right, I, I but whatever, I, enough I of that. Yeah. So, Moving highest, on. lowest, yeah. I've got the Arizona and Rams game. Um, I, you know, we kind of talked about Arizona, how Peterson fared last week. The Rams are the worst defense right now against opposing running backs. I see another big game for Peterson, but like I said earlier, I don't think this is going to be a game where Arizona just starts running away with it and – the other team doesn't have any firepower back. I do like the Rams this week too. I, I like golf this week. You know, I think that especially if Peterson's out, that wide receiver crew, like I said, can have a big game. I I think that this is going to be a pretty high scoring game overall. And, you know, the defenses are just not going to be super involved. I mean, hell, it could turn into last week's Saints game where the defenses just get scoring as well. So wouldn't be surprised to see that. But lowest scoring game, um, going Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Um, more just for the injury factor here, I kind of feel like uh, – I, I just kind of feel like Buffalo doesn't have anybody to throw to with Clay and Matthews being out. I still think Tyrod can have a good game. Uh, I do like him this week against a weak Tampa D. But, you know, if, if Winston's out, then, you know, where does that offense go to at this point? I feel like it's just going to lead to a great touchdown and hopefully some, you know, good yards, maybe a touchdown for Doug Martin, and that's going to be it. What are you talking it. about, man? Fitzmagic. <laughs> yeah, the beard. Woo-hoo. Don't get me started on the beard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, good call there, man. Uh, I, I thought about picking that one, but I don't know if Winston's actually out, so it was hard for me to pick that one. But all right, sleepers here, man, my quarterback. I'm going to stick with it. I propped up Hunley before. I like it. I think the weapons are good. Dallas, the secondary, is atrocious. 
couldn't be at a better spot to kind of have its first start of his NFL career. So I'm going to go with Brett Huntley as my sleeper quarterback. Running backs, uh, dude, I don't know. The running back sleepers were hard to pick. I went way down my list and said Matt Breida. They keep saying they're going to, you know, try and even out the, the timeshare here. This past game, it was all Hyde. Um, but, you know, Hyde's been off and on kind of dealing with that injury. You know, that I think it's a hip. So, He's got that. Breed has been good when given an opportunity. So, you know, maybe maybe he can break one here. Um it's it's not it's not great. Uh I just I think the, the, the matchup is is pretty good there. Um or sorry, I said Green Bay is playing Dallas. Green Bay is playing New Orleans. So yeah, New Orleans is bad too. Um Sam Fran is playing Dallas. So yeah, I mean their their defense hasn't been good either. So uh, that's another reason why I kind of like Brita. Um, so Decker uh, for wide receiver here, playing Cleveland. Mariota's back, played well last week. I kind of think you know he he could slide back up here. So um, let you run through yours. Um, you still there? Guess not. Uh, I know you just wrote me a note, said that you have to go upstairs real quick, so I will rip through the rest of mine. Um, quarterbacks uh, for my bust here, I will say uh, Carson Wentz, and uh, you guys will find out why here in just a minute why I picked this. It's a little jab back at uh, a little jab back at AJ for, for the guy he's about to pick. So um, we'll go with that. And, um, you know, look, the rest of the secondary hasn't been bad. It's been worse in the last couple of weeks because of, of numerous injuries, especially to, to Josh Norman. But, you know, I don't, I don't think Wentz is going to just trash us like, like they did in week one. And I say us because obviously I'm a Redskins fan. Um, my running back is Todd Gurley. Um, I know AJ just picked this as like a high-scoring game, but the zona run defense is legit. I mean, the number four in DVOA against against the run. So, you know, I, I, Gurley's been kind of struggling the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've they've stopped using him in the passing game, which has really hurt his fantasy numbers. So I kind of think he could be a a bust this week for a lot of people. And then my my receiver here is going to be T.Y. Hilton. Um, excuse me. Um, AJ, you back? Yeah, I'm back on. Sorry about that. Laptop crashed out right. on me. That's all right. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going through my, my bus here. So, my quarterback is Wentz. Uh, and I said to everybody, they'll find out why in a minute, why I, I picked that. Uh, I kind of uh-huh. half believe it, but at the same time, I, I you know, there's a little truth to it. Um, running back is Gurley. Receiver is going to be T.Y. Hilton. I mean, they're playing the Jags, and I, I don't, I don't really see the indie offense doing much of anything against, you know, against the pass here. So, uh, you want to run through your sleepers and busts? Yeah. So sleeper wise, um, I went ahead and pulled up Mr. Blake Bortles on uh, on my quarterback side. 
Uh, I agree that that was a game I almost picked as my lowest scoring, but I just think the Jags are going to find a way to put up points. I mean, if Fournette's healthy, he's going to be running all over this defense. And Bortles has been really good against Indianapolis in, in the past couple of years. So he's got a couple of, couple of different games with three total touchdowns in them. And uh, he's put up over 300 yards on him a handful of times. Um, most of the games the past couple of years have been closer to like 240, 260-ish. Um, but like I said, he's, he's top 300. Um, it seems like Marquise Lee is his kind of go-to um, guy right now. So I'd like him to have a good game too. I just overall, though, I think Bortles will have a good game and, and Jack is going to pull this one out. Um, running back, uh, running back, I went with Dion Lewis. Um, I was really tempted to go after Darkwa, but it's it is a very tough matchup against Seattle. Um, but I mean, he he ran all over Denver, so that was supposed to be a really tough matchup too. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Lewis. He's actually, you know in the favored running back for New England uh, the past few weeks. He's getting more involved. He's getting more touches. You know, he's getting receptions again, which definitely adds to his value in, in half PPR and PPR. Um, and, uh, you know, sidebar, I can't call it full PPR because, well, I guess I can fall, call it full PPR, but that just seems like a double uh, whatever, double entendre, maybe that's not right either. PPR stands for point per reception. So it's a full point per reception. Okay, I get that. I hate when people say full point PPR. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, but whatever. Side topic. Deion Lewis is my running back pick. Uh, receiver pick, I've got uh, Taylor Gabriel staying in that New England Atlanta game. Uh, I, I, I do agree. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, and Gabriel's been kind of coming on again. That could be more with the Sanu injury. So, depending on if he plays, then Gabriel may may falter a little bit. But he's always been a big play guy. So, I think against this Patriots defense and with how often um, or every game they give up 300 yards to opposing receivers, I definitely can see Gabriel taking a couple of deep shots. Um, and, and doing something with them, getting some good yardage totals. My busts for this week, um, quarterback, the reason you picked Wentz is because I picked Kirk Cousins. Um, and, I, you know, Cousins just didn't have a game against Philly in week one. Like you said, you know, Philly really came out and Wentz had a really good game and, and I do agree with you to to an extent that he's not as big of a game as that um, because I think he'll probably have a bigger game than, than that and, and do uh, do what he did against Carolina. Um, I started him over Tom Brady last week in my Dynasty League and reaped the benefits because uh, he had a better game than Tom Brady. But Cousins... I mean, he's got the big playability, and and it's not like the Eagles' defense cannot be thrown on. But I think with them coming home against Washington in this matchup, I mean, they came down to Washington and kicked their ass pretty damn good. So it's going to be a rowdy, 
rowdy crowd, primetime game, Monday night, you know, Cousins is going to falter. Um, my running back, I initially listed Zeke because, again, I'm tired of talking about him. He's got a great matchup in San Fran, but with all this crap circling around, I could see him just not putting up big numbers. Um, and honestly, if if Dallas is at all worried that this thing will turn for the worse and, and he's going to have to sit out, they may want to get McFadden and Morris more involved in this game to just see which one of them they're going to lean on if the suspension goes through. Um, so I could see that happening too, but I, I'm keeping it in this game. I, I'm actually going with Carlos Hyde. Um, I mean, Hyde's been okay this year. His yardage totals have been pretty atrocious, though. I think he's only topped 100 yards twice. Um, he does have four touchdowns, but they came in sets of two in two different games. So, you know, if if he's getting touchdowns, he's going to have a big game, and Dallas can be run on. Um, but I just don't – I don't like either of these running backs in this competition. Uh, and then my receiver bust, I'm going with A.J. Green. Um, in the past, he's been pretty – pretty bad against Pittsburgh aside from last year. Uh, I, I think I had the stats up before my computer battery died, but he he actually showed up really well against them last year, but it was the first time in a couple of years that he's had success against them. Pittsburgh's the number one rated defense against opposing wide receivers right now. You know, we already talked about Dalton and what you're getting out of him or not getting out of him. You know, he's kind of banged up. He's just not really good, in my opinion. But um, A.J. Green has had two three really good games the past few weeks. Uh, they're coming off a bye, so he should be rested. All signs point to him potentially having a good game with, with those factors. But I just think Pittsburgh's going to show up, and they're, they're still bitter about getting their asses completely handed to them. Uh, two weeks ago, and, and I just don't see them going down again, and, and they're going to shut down Green. Well, I don't know if the show's still airing or not, um, but I'll go ahead and keep talking. My no, you know what? I've been pick. talking. I've been talking on mute for the last like two minutes, apparently. So that's pretty awesome. Um, so uh, I said okay, cool. I agree with you on AJ Green, and that my defensive streamer is going to be the Dolphins. You know, I thought about taking guys like our teams, like Carolina. I do like them. I picked them up in one league. I, I like kind of like the Titans versus Cleveland, but the Titans are bad. Um, so I'm going to roll with the Dolphins here. And then I realized that you weren't there anymore. So who you got? Uh, yeah, I, I was talking. I didn't hear anything cause I guess you were muted. So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> anyway. So did you want to give your pick or did we lose you again? All right, we are having major technical difficulties. So I know I'm not on mute, so I will say his for him. Pick the Saints. 
look, the Saints are getting Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Clearly an advantage. This, this team is opportunistic big time. They've got tons of turnover ability. Um, AJ, you're back. I'm saying yours for for you because we got to get done with the show. Uh, so you picked the yeah, Saints. my phone cut off. Uh, so. Opportunistic defense. They're playing the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers. It's a prime opportunity to just – be even more opportunistic and look when you're picking streaming defenses, something you can, something you always want to do or pick teams that can get turnovers. They might get scored on a lot, but they're going to get turnovers. So that's, that's a key thing that you want to do. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I covered everything turnovers. you kind of would you were going to say. Yeah. So, especially if they um, turn them into touchdowns all the time, then you're good. Oh yeah. So. I mean, three, yeah, three, three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get that every week, right? Yeah. No. Absolutely. So we got one quick, one quick question here um, from a friend Ben Andre at Ben and Andreas three six nine. I'm five and one. Have Sanders down. Would you recommend me starting Moncrief and Hilton, or add Sanu and drop Doxon? Fourteen team standard. Now this was yesterday. And I'll tell you, my answer was, I'm not sure if Sanu's going to play, so I think you're forced to stick it out with Doxon and start both the Colts. Um, I mean, look, the Colts are playing the Jags, so that's going to be tough. I don't know, man. In a 14-team league, I feel like you don't want to, like, blow up your team for just one week, especially when you're 5-1. and one. Um, You know, he also said Stills and Gabriel are there. I mean, look, if Sanu is, is available – Maybe I dropped Doxon, but they're talking about getting Doxon more involved. And, I mean, he scored last week. Crowder's prior, like, non-existent in the passing game, it feels like. I don't know. I kind of feel like I want to keep Doxon in a 14-team league. He's got way more upside. Yeah. Now, this was also when I thought Andrew Luck was coming back, and Hilton and Moncrief are – I'm thinking, like, they got way more upside at this point than those two. So, uh, maybe you drop Moncrief. I mean, Moncrief is – sucked. So maybe you drop Moncrief at this point and pick up Sanu. Yeah, I, I don't like playing two receivers from, from one team. Now I did it last week with Funches and Benjamin. Um, and it worked out okay. But usually, I mean, if you're saddled with that, then great. But I mean, I have no problem going out and getting Gabriel. I mean, if, if Sanu's out there and he's healthy... He is an interesting ad. I've seen Moncrief on a handful of waiver wires in, in my leagues, though, so I'm not necessarily opposed to dropping him either. You know, yeah, I feel like I now with the, Lock, Hilton, with the but, Andrew Luck news, because like I said, this question yeah. came to me yesterday. I did answer it yesterday, and it was very much the Colts receivers have more upside with Luck returning, hopefully returning yeah. soon. Uh, but now that that's not the case, I mean, I would drop Moncrief. Drop Moncrief, pick up Sanu and start him. Uh, and then yeah. if Sanu doesn't play, pick up Gabriel. I'm not picking up Stills. I don't like I don't like any Stills. Um, no. So you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking, especially against New England. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that uh, that's gonna be a that should be a pretty high scoring game, and hopefully Atlanta's offense can figure it out against New England. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna change change my answer here. You know, just 12 hours later, unfortunately, and say, yeah, drop Moncrief and, and go with Sanu or Gabriel. So that would be my answer here. But, yeah, I'd keep Doxon, especially in a 14-team league. I think 
you know, he could be one of those difference makers down the down the stretch if if the Redskins are truthful in what they're saying, they want to get him more involved. And why not? Just massive. Just throw him the ball. Yeah. Um so anyway, I know we had some technical difficulties and uh the show ran a little bit longer than we wanted to, but uh a lot to cover with all the injuries and stuff. So any final words? Uh, yeah, we might as well just call it the, the fantasy injury hour instead of the fantasy six-pack hour at this point. It's all we freaking yeah, talk about. Yeah, it feels like it, man. For those of you who do not imp- uh, have IR spots in your leagues, you might want to consider it. Uh, I know we did it at ours, and yeah. it is like the greatest thing we ever did. It just eases your mind just a tiny bit more. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've already had to drop – I've been holding on to DJ all year, um, but so I've dropped some other guys. But it it just makes it that a little bit easier for you. So because um, like everybody's going to get saddled with injuries, so it's it's just just make yourself just make life a little bit easier for you. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. So good yeah, luck good, in week seven, and uh, we will see you all next week. All right, have a good one.